My name is Matt Brown. In the building. If he has to make one for us, the game on the line, he will. 44 yards pass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo. And let's start the show. Here comes that pressure. What's going on, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. The, wow, we're already at the end of January. How about that? And the NFL playoffs are heating up. The show has been killing it. The show will continue to create great content as always, and we're just so happy to be here before we begin our podcasting week. We got three shows for you this week, and before we get into all three shows and discuss what is about to happen in the whole world of the NFL playoffs as we recap Divisional Week and look ahead to Conference Championship Sunday... I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, exit Twitter at ProgGovelPod, or on TikTok at Productive Conversations, and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So big show, big show here today. We're going to talk about the NFL Divisional Weekend, where we recap all four of the genuinely intense games. Even the games that were not really that close on paper, there was definitely a lot of hard-nosed, hard-nosed and grinding it out and just pure gritty football out there this past Sunday and Saturday. And we are going to discuss it from top to bottom and get into all of the action there. So we'll break down all of the four games that took place this past weekend. We'll recap them and discuss what we thought about what what we thought about this past weekend. We'll also preview the conference championship, make our picks, and then we tell you who we think is going to be in the Super Bowl ultimately. Plus, don't forget to hear our hear a message from our friends at Magic Mind in the middle of the show, and check out the episode description page for your exclusive deal regarding the world of Magic Mind. And yeah, this is a very exciting show. So why do we get into it? Let us recap Divisional Weekend. Let us preview Conference Championship Sunday, and let us have a great show. All right, Hayden. Now that it's your turn once again, let's talk some football. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. Another ruthless divisional weekend is behind us. The four games we saw were special in all their certain ways. And from there, we are down to four teams left in the NFL season. Two of them are going to the Super Bowl. Two of them are going home. Let's talk about how these two conference championship games came to be. And then we will make our picks from there. So very exciting NFL show for you brought to you by Magic Mind. And it is going to be an incredible productive conversation. Hayden Nadler is with us. What's up, Hayden? How are you? Great to see you, buddy. Me def we definitely all missed you here. Including our new friends at Playback at um 
Playbook Sports on TikTok. Give them a follow. They gave you some shout outs in the comments. So um, good and bad. Our friend Andrew over there. Southern Cal Hayden. But um, everything's good otherwise. Whatever. Yeah, everything's good. Great to hear. So let us begin, Hayden. Let's talk about the divisional weekend. Then from the divisional weekend, we will make our we would preview and make our picks for the conference championships games. And um, yeah, we're almost done with another NFL season. So let us talk about these crucial moments. All right, Hayden, let's begin with the premier game that everybody was looking forward to. The Kansas city chiefs went to Buffalo on Sunday evening. They were an underdog on the road. The first time Patrick Mahomes playing on the road in a playoff game. It was a back and forth game, but ultimately the Kansas City Chiefs win by a score of 27 to 24, and the Buffalo Bills falter and they miss out on another chance to not only beat the Chiefs in the Josh Allen era, but another chance to come up short in an AFC championship game. So, Hayden, of all the things we could discuss here, the first thing I want to get into is about the Bills. And it seems that the Bills. Coming into this game and reckon I picked them to win and I was wrong. It's close, but um, I was wrong. But coming into this game, the Bills had as much momentum as possible, with the exception of being banged up on defense, you know, missing Tredavious White and all those guys. You were an un- you were a favorite. You were a favorite. You were at home for the first time. You won six out of your last seven. The Chiefs were struggling mightily on offense, and yet somehow, some way, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs pulled off this victory. And I don't know about you, Hayden, but I think at this point, Josh Allen and the Bills are never going to get over the hump of this Andy Reid and his Kansas City Chiefs. Do you agree with that? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, um, yeah, when you're calling a uh, fake punt on your own 25, when you're a uh, when you're the Buffalo Bills. Um, that really honestly says a lot to me psychologically that the, you just psychologically can't think you can you can beat them without having to pull off some extreme move, which calling a fake punt when you're, you're on 25 in like a tight game really just means you really think you have to do something extreme to beat them. So um, I think there's a psychological hold that the Kansas City Chiefs have over the Buffalo Bills just from that play alone that you could just tell that there's a certain mental aspect that they don't really believe right now they can get over the hump. Uh, what Buffalo does, in my opinion, versus Kansas City. Um, in the game itself, I thought Josh Allen played great. Um, had a couple of plays on that deep ball by Stephon Diggs that he could have had. Um, maybe missed the throw on that one touchdown at the end of the game, but Ch- Chris Jones actually hit his hit his arm, so it wasn't right. necessarily a missed throw. Um, I just think it came down to the fact that Patrick Holmes made a couple more of the big plays than Josh Allen did, and that's really really it just come down to in a lot of the postseasons that they've had to face each other. It's just that that Josh Josh Allen hasn't made has made one less play than Patrick Mahomes had, and Patrick Mahomes basically has gone to it's going to be six AFC six straight AFC championship games for Patrick Mahomes. So, um, beating him if you beat him once or twice, you're pretty much going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like beating Brady once or twice is uh, it's going to make you a Hall of Famer. So, um, Patrick Mahomes has the same mystique, the same allure, um, and beating him is almost damn near impossible in the playoffs. It's proven. Um, but um, Bills were just depleted on, on defense. They're missing four or five guys on defense. Um, Kansas City was able to grind, grind up and down the field versus them. Uh, Rasheed Rice has been great. Um, what I think really, what I think really, really, I think was the main differentiator 
differentiating fact in this game was I just say Pacheco in the running game for Kansas City was just slightly a bit stronger than than um than Buffalo's and and using that and a great defense is a good combination in the playoffs. So credit to Steve Spagnuolo, the DC for the Chiefs is one of the best in-game defensive coordinators of all time. And Patrick Holmes for being clutch like he always is. Um, I'm not going to really take as much stock into the missed field goals because it wasn't because the missed field goal from Buffalo. Because um, I mean, 44 yards in that win is not exactly a gimme. And also the fact that they had it, they had a chance to get a stop after uh, after that kick. Um, and they couldn't stop Kansas City. So um, and they also had a couple of big plays like Stephon Diggs dropping one. Um, and they had a couple of plays in which a couple of plays could have done differently too. So I, I'm not going to put as much stock into it, the missed kick as others would. But I just think it came down to the fact that Kansas City is battle-tested. And I think they have a certain psychological hold over the Buffalo that we're, we're seeing in the playoffs. Clearly. And also, no Gabe Davis was definitely a hole. Um, I wish they facilitated their tight ends a little more on offense. I wish Kincaid would have made more of an impact. I would think that would have made a difference. But yeah, and especially the the holes on defense and, you know, Travis Kelsey finally coming out of his shell after a bad stretch. Um, it clearly showed that AJ Klein, that Klein coming off the couch was a mismatch for him. And, it clearly makes sense why the Chiefs won. And I've learned an ultimate lesson to just not bet against Patrick Mahomes. You know, these special winners find a way. They just do. And if you want to do any out, if you want to talk about any outside forces, you want to talk about the refs, um, if you want to talk about all these little breaks, well, that's life at the end of the day. If you're really supposed to be one of the best ever, Let's go Michael Jordan, for instance. You'll just figure out a way to win. And that's what happens. It's putting the ball in the right position, and then sometimes it bounces your certain way. So you got to give kudos to this Chiefs team and what they are able to pull off. And I'd like to get more deeper when we preview the, the AFC Championship, but this was definitely an eye-opening game. And, yeah, we just learned we cannot – you can't vote against Mahomes. No, Pat, Patrick Mahomes is the Brady of this generation. He's the Jordan of this generation. I, I think it all said and done. I think when all said and done, he's going to go down as the second greatest quarterback ever behind Brady. Absolutely. There is no denying that. I think point. even if he gets another couple of Super Bowls, I think he'll even contend for, for Brady as the greatest of all time. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, it's going to be very close to the, uh, to the Jordan um, LeBron debate. Yeah, go wrong. You just, you just can't. And it is interesting how, they did go. I guess we should have appreciated that matchup a little more. I reckon it was the COVID year, the COVID Super Bowl. You had Mahomes versus Brady in a Super Bowl. And unfortunately, COVID might have taken away that luster. But shoot, did that was really... I mean, Brady is 2-0 lifetime torch. in the playoffs versus, versus Mahomes. So he probably yeah. has that. He so. definitely has that advantage, especially at his advanced age at the time. So... It's tough. It's tough. Are, are, are you somebody who's like a Kansas City, I don't want to say hater, but are you tired of seeing Kansas City out there? No. I think if they're the best team, I think, you know, it's it's nice to see a quarterback, you know. I don't I don't have a problem with it. Interesting, interesting. So now why don't we talk about the other AFC matchup here? Where the Baltimore Ravens played the Houston Texans. And here's my in my picks. It went the complete opposite of what I said. So I'll own up to that. I thought that the Texans would cover the spread. And clearly, as we see, they weren't even close. 
The Ravens showed how dominant on defense they were. They did not give up a single touchdown on the ground or in the air from Stroud, despite all the talent they have there. Um, the only time Tex Houston scored was in special teams. And I think the Ravens have proven why they are the best team in the AFC, clearly. But, I mean, of course, when we, when we look at the game itself, who knows? But Lamar Jackson showed why he's solid. Hayden, I think it's fair to say that you've won the debate about Lamar Jackson stepping no, up he's, as a he's top a, quarterback. He's and he's an all-pro for gonna be a He's going to be a two-time MVP once he wins it this year, which he's going to. Exactly. Um, you know, and he wins another playoff game and gets to a Super Bowl. He's arguably a Hall of Fame quarterback. You get to a Super Bowl and you have two Hall, two MVPs. You're looking at the Hall of Fame. Um, okay. He's he's the best. Uh, he is the best Russian quarterback the, the league has ever seen by a mile. I'm sorry, no disrespect to people who love Cam Newton and Michael Vick. He's he's probably better than both of them combined. He's he's unbelievable. He's he's fast. He's impossible to tackle. Um, all the guy does is win. If you look at his career record in the regular season, it's ridiculous. It's it's one of the greatest of all time, actually, right now, like in terms of winning percentage. He has an unbelievable winning percentage in the regular season. Um, and if he gets to a Super Bowl and wins one, beating Patrick Mahomes would be legendary. Um, this is a guy that was drafted 32nd overall. Um, scouts told him he was going to be a he had to be a running back or receiver. Um, and this guy is probably quite quite pro- quite possibly and probably the greatest two way quarterback we've ever seen in terms of rushing and, and his passing ability. The guy threw for two passing touchdowns, rushed for another two. Um, he's he's unbelievable. He's literally, there's nothing this guy can't do with the ball in his hands, both throwing and, and running. There's nothing he, he can't do. Well, hated. we will make sure that Lamar and, Jackson somehow sees your kind words to him. And credit credit to D'Amico Ryans for getting them ready to play because it was a 10-10 game in the first half, at the end of the first yeah. half. It was actually. It was a pretty close game in the first half. Um, and credit to them for being 10-7, and seven, winning that division in Stroud's first year. Um, Stroud's going to be a future All-Pro in the future. He's he's done tremendously. And they still have Nico Collins. Um, they have a couple of, they have a couple of weapons there. Um, you know, their they're running game start, starting to come on strong towards the end. Um, so it's it's just nice to see D'Amico Ryan's in his first year do a great job with that team. And credit to CJ Stroud for being for being an all pro and having one of the greatest rookie seasons of all time. They should be a very good team for a long time, no doubt about it. And yeah, you know what? You were right and Alex Renelia was wrong. And too bad he ran away that you he can't defend himself for, but you earned it, Aiden. You no, earned he's, it. He's the He's, he should be the MVP, and like I said, if we're gonna have if he wins another MVP and gets and wins a Super Bowl, we're talking about Hall of Fame. No doubt as, about as it. Some great trajectory there, and what he's able to do with the backup tight end, and we'll see if Andrews comes back this week. I mean, don't bet I mean, on it. It also he helps that there. they have Zay Flowers now. They have OBJ. They have definitely yeah. have more weapons now. They have a good running game in Justice Hill. Um, right, they added Dalvin and, Cook from the from the Jets, who all of a sudden decided to to become a running back. <laughs> yeah, that must have you were the very first person I thought of when he was making that twelve yard run. And like man. It was a nineteen a yard diff- run. It was it was a nineteen yard run, but what a difference good coaching makes, huh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but absolutely, but as you said, I, mean, I think I mean it's it's a good combo. You got a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, with a great defense. Go. It's 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 a, it's a good it's a good combo. Because John Harbaugh is a Hall of Fame coach for sure, and they're and John, these, John Harbaugh is a first first ballot, and these um, and he's getting protection he needed, 
and they have a great O-line. So Yeah, exactly. I, I think they're the best team in the playoffs right now. Um, does the best team always win? Obviously, never. You actually, I want to say usually doesn't, but a lot of times doesn't. But right now, if I had to say the best team in the playoffs overall, I would say I would say Baltimore is. Like you said, check marks all across the board. Now, no, now they don't really have any real weakness. Like if I could see one weakness, they have. I can't really see one. No, you can't. You thought for a second it might be the tight end position. Maybe but still. Maybe at, stuff up look maybe at the wide receiver position, they're a little bit weak, a little bit in comparison to other teams, but. I mean, when you have Lamar Jackson who runs the ball, you know, 12 times and with their running game, you don't necessarily have to throw the ball as much. Exactly. But give credit to credit is due. Baltimore looked incredible at home and that place was rocking in Baltimore. But still kudos to Houston, as you mentioned, caps off to them. The future is extremely bright in Houston. But um, props to what Baltimore has created. Now going to the next game, Hayden. Let's go to the NFC. The Detroit Lions at home were able to defeat Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by score 31 to 23. Uh, The second game in a row where all things were pointing in the right direction for the Lions. Um, Jared Goff looked much looked flawless out there at home. You saw the running back by committee, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery getting a ton of yardage in the game. You saw the defensive line giving pressure to Baker all game long. They'll give credit to the Buccaneers who did stay in it and made a fight. And they definitely gamed it. It came down to the final drive. But, you know, interception in the middle of the field causes them to lose. But this was another fun game throughout. And... Similarly to Houston, Tampa Bay looks like they still have a good future ahead. You know, they are figuring out what they're going to do. I know with Mike Evans, we'll see if he's going elsewhere. But it's crazy to see um, what they were able to produce just switching Tom Brady. And still Godwin was a good out there on and two. Um, it was a good game and it could have gone either way. But ultimately, Detroit comes out on top. Any additional thoughts with this game in particular? Um, I mean, it was a closer game than I originally anticipated, actually. Um, but I think Detroit did did a good job making that one playoff, Baker Mayfield. Um, Baker Mayfield was able to to throw for a lot of yards this game. He threw for three mm-hmm. touchdowns. Obviously, the two interceptions was costly. Um, he they got back into the game actually with uh, Mike Evans with that that touchdown to make it to make it a uh, thirty thirty one twenty three. I, I I hate the decision to go for two there. I thought that was ridiculous at that time in the game um, i love todd bowles usually he's he's pretty conservative so surprised for him to go to, for two there didn't love that he could have called a timeout maybe at the end of the game to get the ball back for like 12 seconds which obviously would have needed a miracle but you never know um i didn't love that decision either but um i have to say give credit to baker Mayfield for getting the best out of that team um they did win a division title went nine and eight even though the weekend fc south um so give credit to credit is due there um i think detroit actually i think I think Baltimore is the team that has the fewest holes, but I think Detroit's the most physical team left in the playoffs. Like Detroit's really physical. I'm um, um, with that O line and, and that defense and Nate Hutchinson. Like I, I feel like that's I feel like they're 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 gonna beat San Francisco. I, we'll we'll talk about that prediction a little bit later. Um but Jared Goff has been tremendous for that city. Dan Campbell, obviously when he's making jokes about fighting kneecaps, everyone laughed at him, mm-hmm. but now three years later he's in a Super Bowl with Brad Holmes and give their GM Brad Holmes a lot of credit. He drafted Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta. And um, that incredible offensive line too. And yeah, and that credible offensive line he built with Penny Sewell. Um, so give him all the credit in the world. Um, just happy for Detroit. You know, nice to see them win after have after the 
the uh, drought they've had. Um, nice to see my team would ever break a drought, the Jets. But, I mean, it is nice to see Detroit um, win that game. There's not really much I can really say um, other than the fact that Jared Goff – Jared Goff's actually one of five quarterbacks to lead two NFC teams to the – I want to say he's well, – yeah, he's one of two N- two quarterbacks to lead two NFC teams to the uh, to the, to the NFC championship game. It's um, Kurt Warner was one of them. Um, there's a couple of quarterbacks. Yeah, Brett Favre it was, was. Brett, uh, Brett Favre, Kurt Warner, um, Jared Goff, and then there was like two more. I, I want to see the list. I'll, I'll get the list right now. But there's there's only there's only two others. Yeah, that, I think I think Jared Goff this year really earned his flowers. And you know when they made that trade a few years ago, Stafford for Goff, they uh, people thought that Detroit was the one losing. Yet look who's still here, and. You gotta give a lot of credit to what he's been able to do, and even in a game where Amarase Brown wasn't extremely explosive, he still used his other options, like you mentioned, a Laporta, like a Reynolds. Um, he's really figuring out how to get all these players the ball, and it's a lot of fun to see. It really is. Yeah, no, I, yeah, like it's it's, it's been awesome. <laughs> I'm just curious, who are those other two quarterbacks? So I'm trying, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying, I'm trying to get the other two. Um, but as we figure that out too, and we can um even move on forward. Um, but the last uh, no, no, thing, the uh, the, the yeah. five quarterbacks are uh to take. Hold on, it's um, it was uh Brady, Manning, Kurt Warner, and Craig Morton. Okay, to take so two teams from the same conference into the uh. To the um, yeah, to the to the conference title. Okay. If, okay, no, if, okay. If 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 they uh, if if they beat the um, that's if they beat the uh, the Niners. Okay, great. Okay, great. They'll join uh, Brady Manning, Warner, and Craig Morton. Well, that's how you know some special comp- some special company right there. And speaking of the Niners, we had another thriller on Saturday night. San Francisco 49ers won by by a close score of 24 to 21 over Green Bay. San Francisco didn't play their best game and Green Bay took advantage of it. They closed they closed their own spread, but ultimately San Francisco does come out on top. Um unfortunately Debo's banged up and hopefully he's able to play in this game. Still questionable at this moment on the injury report. But Christian McCaffrey looked okay despite coming in with his calf injury. But, I mean, Green Bay was pushing through. They were stopping. They were stopping San Francisco where they needed to. Jordan Love played another great game. Talk about another franchise that looks like they're going to have another good, they're going to have a bright future ahead. Um, But ultimately, San Francisco maybe showing a little vulnerability, but they did get the win against Green Bay to get back into the NFC Championship with Kyle Shanahan. I mean, credit credit to, to Brock Purdy for making the plays when it mattered the most. Um, I think this game was very concerning, though, if you're a 49ers fan, because I think, honestly, they need a certain level of conditions to uh, to win, which is, which is tough. Because um, I think the other teams in the playoffs, like Baltimore and Detroit, don't need as many conditions to win. Um, I think mm-hmm. I think ultimately at the end of the day they can win without things being perfect. Um, for San Francisco, they need a lot of things to be perfect. They need Debo to be healthy. They need yep. um, they need Trent Williams to be healthy. I mean, I just like honestly, without Debo, it's it's kind of incredible how lost they are on offense. <laughs> yeah, um, it's he's. I I think you could argue you could make an argument that he's more of an important player to the to the Niners than uh, McCaffrey is, which is 
which is kind of crazy. And that's where the criticism for Purdy comes in about being more but, of a I mean, system quarterback. But, you know, give give Brock Purdy credit for making the plays when it mattered the most. So that's the one thing I'll say about that. Um, when we get, we'll do our predictions, we'll talk a little bit about that. But, I mean, it was a great game. But, like, you know, obviously with, with the playoffs, you're going to need some things to happen. Um, you know, and uh, Carlson missed the missed the, mix, yep. missed the uh Missed the um the kick, Mixed the field goal, and yeah, they yeah, seven points, and, which helped. But um, you know, credit their defense for making the last second stop on on Jordan Love in that game. So I mean, there's not much really there is to it in this game. Um, but I mean, other than the fact that San Francisco made the made the big plays when it mattered the most, I think I think Jared Goff's gonna carve them up. I I think Jared Goff's I think. Jagoff and the, ooh, the ooh, just save the, just save that when we get to the NFC Championship. I'm very interested to hear for sure. But um, yeah, man, I, I, you got to at least be if you're a Green Bay fan, you got to be happy with the future ahead. And I'm sure once they get a kicker, that the, the uh, coach is more is more is more have more has more confidence in to be okay there too. What a what a quote that came out. I pray that it goes in. But um, yeah. This ultimately came down to the to to uh, to the Packers making just a bit few more mistakes than the 49ers did, but this really could have gone either way. And imagine if it was Green Bay and Detroit coming into this. Week yeah, it would have been. It would have been a. Uh, it would have been a. I actually, to be honest with you, I actually think. Um, I think it actually would have been a better matchup per se for Detroit versus Green Bay because they're both division rivals, so they have familiarity playing with each other. <laughs> After and Green I, Bay I embarrassed Green Bay. them on Thanksgiving this year too. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Green, didn't Green Bay already beat um the the Lions? Yeah, on Thanksgiving they embarrassed yeah, they them. They destroyed them. Yeah, so so yeah, I mean I, I actually think that would have been a, a pretty good matchup. But um I mean like I said, it's probably the two best teams so of all season, which is which is cool. Um but you know, we'll see. Hey, it's fair enough there. It's fair enough there. But um, ultimately, I think divisional weekend, divi- the divisional weekend was a success. We got four different games, but ultimately they were all intriguing one way or the other. And that brings us to our final four teams, Hayden. We have the Chiefs, the Lions, the 49ers, and the Ravens as your final four teams left in the NFL playoffs. <laughs> and we know how we got there, Hayden. They got there through being prepared for the game. Hard work, and they were focused all season long. And that's like me in life, needing to find a way to stay focused to accomplish something for a very long time in this whole podcasting season and in general, just staying focused. You know, out of those four teams that are left, everyone involved on and off the field were hyper-focused on achieving their goals. And now they're just one game away from the Super Bowl. And for you and me and anyone else looking to improve their focus and achieve more, we get a little help from our friends at Magic Mind. Ever since I started taking Magic Mind as a way to improve my energy and improve my focus on my busy life, I wound up finding the solution I needed, and that is with this great product known as Magic Mind. I started taking Magic Mind during my morning routine, and ever since then, it has made a big impact on my concentration and energy. So pretty much the way it works for me, I go to the gym every morning, five to six days a week. I get up, I do my morning stretches as I get older, I then take my shot of Magic Mind, and then I go about with my workout. Then I have my breakfast, I take my shower, and then I'm off to work and living this great life I live. <laughs> but after taking Magic Mind for some time, I generally have felt more awake, 
I'm not as sore as I used to be. I'm more focused and equipped throughout my day. It really gives me that pep in my step and that energy. And this product just gives me a better attitude for my mental and physical health, as you can see. And I will say it definitely tastes very good. That is true. It, it really tastes good. And the nootropics helped me get a lot done with my day. It allowed me to be less stressed about my world. It doesn't have caffeine, so you don't need to feel bad about drinking your morning coffee in the day or drinking your pre-workout or whatever if you want to do that. You can replace all that stuff together because Magic Mind really works. And why does it work? Well, as mentioned, it helps the concentration. It gives you the energy you need. It gives you inspiration to give you a lot more effort throughout the day. And with its various ingredients, it reduces fatigue and anxiety and increases your body's resistance to stress. And it improves physical and mental endurance as well as help your mental clarity. And that's what we need, especially our mental clarity. Use our noggins to go about the day. And I used to have a hard time getting up in the morning, especially in the last few months. But ever since I started taking Magic Mind, it's been way easier to get out of bed and way easier to tag my goals for the day. And I would recommend Magic Mind because it really gives me that extra boost we need in a physical in this stressful world. It physically gets my body ready for the day. It mentally gives me the clarity I need to go about my business. Plus, the energy it gives me is so exciting. It really excites me for what's about to happen. And at the end of the day, this product just gives you the at the end of the day this product just makes you live your best life and i really mean that so why not extra, add that extra boost to your life and get fully focused like i did and check out Mad, the magic mind website and get this imp incredible product to help improve your life immensely and i promise you you won't regret it and the magic mind team was gracious and was gracious enough to create a special offer for me to share with the Productive Nation, our greatest fans. Hopefully Hayden's interested after. And um, like I said, this is a real great opportunity to give you that pep in your step, if you will. So the gracious deal they gave us is that they will get up to 56% off your first subscription in the month of January and 20% off your one-time purchase using discount code PRODUCTIVE20. And you can get this deal at magicmind.com slash janproductiveconversation. That's magicmind.com slash janproductiveconversation. And don't forget to use the discount code PRODUCTIVE20 and get the special deal you need. And with this special code, it's an extra 20% off, so you get a total of 75% off your first subscription. But definitely get it as soon as you can because this deal only lasts until January. So, and if anybody also wants to know, we do have the link in our description on YouTube and all our podcasting platforms. So again, check out the link below on the description on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And again, we just want to thank the people at Magic Mind for this opportunity. And let's get focused and achieve these goals. So moving on now, let us talk about what I think is the most exciting weekend in sports. I know Divisional Weekend Special. The Super Bowl is one of my favorite days of the year. But this is the last Sunday where it's nothing but gritty football. And we know it's on the line, a trip to the Super Bowl. So... Why don't we first preview the AFC Championship? Here we go, Hayden. It is. All right, Hayden, let's do this. 
Your AFC championship will be the Kansas City Chiefs going to Baltimore and play the Baltimore Ravens in what should be a special matchup where Patrick Mahomes is going up against Lamar Jackson. Right now, the spread is minus four points for the Baltimore Ravens. So here we go. Chiefs versus Ravens. Ravens are your four-point favorites. This is the AFC Championship. Hayden, tell me your initial thoughts about this matchup. Yeah, I have Baltimore winning this game 31-20. to I think Baltimore's offense is going to be too much for Kansas City to handle in their running game. Uh, I think – actually, not, not 31-20. I'm, I'm, yeah, 31-20. We'll say it's 31-20. If uh if Buffalo could score twenty four, I think uh I think Baltimore is going to be able to score thirty one at home. Um, I think they're going to be able to run the ball. I like Justice Hill and Lamar. I think Lamar is going to make enough big big game plays to win this game, and I think they'll score a touchdown late at the end of the game to make it 30, 31-20. That's my final score. All right, all right. So you are going with the minus four point spread for Baltimore. I mean, for yeah, for Baltimore, you're going with the minus four spread with Baltimore. All right, Hayden. Let me say. And let me say deeply that I do think that on paper that the Baltimore Ravens are a better team than the Kansas City Chiefs. And we can point out to the fact that this is the best remaining offense on the team. I mean, if you want to talk about the 49ers, fine. But as you mentioned, even they have their limitations. But Baltimore has beaten the spread every single game this year, just about with the exception of their obvious losses. They have killed teams all year long. They have stayed composed this season as well, and they've played a lot of tough matchups. They defeated the 49ers earlier this year and teams like that. Everything points that this Baltimore Ravens team should defeat the Kansas City Chiefs, but you know what? Especially after the Buffalo Bills game, I'm going to go with plus four with the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're going to pull off the upset. He can't, you somehow can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. And the one way that they can make this work is by utilizing the running game for Isaiah Pacheco. He is going to be a major factor. He needs to have at least 75-plus yards on the ground against this defense who are playing against one of the most intimidating pass rushers. But I somehow believe that they could get the protection they need to get that yardage. If Travis Kelsey can somehow utilize his way to beat these tough linebackers in the secondary of the Baltimore Ravens. He will be an important factor. And finally, if they can use Rashid Rice like they should have been using him all year long as the one trusted as the one trusted receiver and weapon to actually get yardage, actually catch the ball and have plenty of yards after the catch, which is one of his strong suits. And then Patrick Mahomes being, as you mentioned, the greatest the greatest quarterback of his generation. I think that Kansas city will be able to get this upset. I just hope I'm wrong. I mean, they're going to have to control the time of possession and they're going to have to have a couple of turnovers. So if they want to win that game. Yeah. It's again, I, yeah, I just have to go with my gut on this one. And, and I said, everything shows that, especially with, the, the Ravens going up against a very difficult defense at Kansas City. They're not going to fare well. I think that they can, you know, whatever the over is going to be for Lamar Jackson, I do think that pass rush could go under with him. When I mean, you have people, playmakers like Chris Jones out there, give him a hard time. But 
as you mentioned, if they could just control the time of possession and they can keep the ball in their hands and keep getting first downs throughout, um, Kansas City will be in the damn Super Bowl once again in the Andy Reid era. But, you know, you can't beat them, join it's it's true, you can't beat them, join them. And they're definitely playing their toughest match of the entire season. And we'll see if we'll see who's the one standing at the end of the day. All right. So I'm we're going opposite. You're going with Baltimore. I'm going with Kansas City. So why don't we get ready and break down the NFC Championship. Your 2024 NFC Championship includes the Detroit Lions going to San Francisco. The Detroit Lions are playing the San Francisco 49ers in this year's NFC Championship. San Francisco is opening at minus seven. That is your spread right now. Hayden, who's going to win this game, the Detroit Lions or the San Francisco 49ers? I have the uh, Detroit Lions winning this game 27-23. to Um, I think their offensive line is going to be able to hold up versus the San San Fran pass rush. Um, I think they're going to make enough plays through the air with uh, Jared Goff, uh, St. Brown, um, Josh Reynolds, and their other receivers. I like Laporta to have a big game. And I think their defense actually is going to hold up versus Kittle um, and make a couple of a couple of turnovers off Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy is going to turn the ball twi- over twice in this game. Um, and I, I have I have uh, I have the Lions winning this game, twenty-seven twenty-three. All right, Lions win twenty-seven to twenty-three. So okay, we'll give it in that one. And then I will go in the opposite here as well. I think the San Francisco 49ers will be able to cover their spread. I think they could at least win. You know, I would just change the spread to minus six and a half. But I do think San Francisco could cover. They could win by 10 points against the Detroit Lions. And the big factor in this is that the Detroit Lions secondary is weak. No, Unless I they want to play dirty. I like think their secondary actually played pretty good versus, uh, versus Tampa and that. But. They, and that, that receiving core. So, no I mean, we'll say, I actually think their secondary has played pretty good. But I think that putting all things together, I do think Debo and George Kittle and McCaffrey and um, Brandon Ayuk, and Ayuk wasn't utilized that much in the Detroit in the um, divisional game, but I do think that they can outmatch people like. Garner Johnson and stuff like that. I think that is the factor. I think Brock Purdy, as long as he's protected, if they could somehow make sure that Aiden Hutchison doesn't sack him and that insane defensive line of the Detroit Lions, I do think the secondary will falter. And I just think their weapons will not be able to outmatch what Detroit has to offer, especially Kittle. People haven't caught on that the Brock Purdy-Kittle combination is one of the most underrated underrated duos in the entire league. He's clearly his favorite target, and he's been making plays. You could double coverage. You could double team him, and he could still make the catch in the end zone like we saw against, like we saw against Green Bay. I ultimately think that'll be the factor, plus having home field. And I think Kyle Shanahan could somehow get this team back into the Super Bowl and we'll have a rematch from four years ago. So I'm going with San Francisco covering the seven points against Detroit. But again, I hope I'm wrong. But either way, Hayden, I think we can wrap it up today. AFC and NFC championships are set. You're going with a Baltimore-Detroit Super Bowl. I'm going with a San Francisco, Kansas City one. But I hope you're right and I'm wrong 
and I hope you make fun of me for it. And <laughs> it should be a lot of fun, though. I do think these four teams are, I'll go on a limb saying the most intriguing at this point, and we will ultimately see where this all pans out. But should be fun. I'm excited to talk about it next week, and let's see where we're at. Let's see what Super Bowl, what's this going to be? Super Bowl 59 is going to be. All right, yep. we'll, we'll see that later. All right, thank you, Hayden, and we'll see everybody soon. This is a very productive conversation. Bring on the ruckus. Great stuff. Hayden, you did awesome. Very good show. I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out our exclusive content across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, at Productive Conversations Podcast. Exit Twitter, at ProcavoPod. Or TikTok at Productive Conversations and Facebook at Productive Conversations. And don't forget to check out our friends at Magic Mind who sponsored our show today. Get exclusive deal, an exclusive 75% off together of your first subscription by going to Jan Productive Conversations. Uh, sorry, by going to magicmind.com slash Jan Productive Conversations. That's magicmind.com slash Jan Productive Conversations and use promo code PRODUCTIVE20 to get 75% off your total per first purchase on your first subscription of Magic Mind. Again, thank you to Magic Mind who sponsored the show today. You know how much we appreciate you. And again, check out the link in the description below or go to magicmind.com slash Jan Productive Conversations and use promo code PRODUCTIVE20 to get your exclusive deal. And again... We are back tomorrow. We are previewing the Royal Rumble. WWE coming off the top rope, literally and figuratively, with huge news where it was announced that Netflix will be broadcasting Monday Night Raw starting in 2025. So that is going to be incredible. Um, the details are coming in regarding exclusive content going on the show, Netflix documentaries about WWE superstars. Very good day in wrestling. And we're about to cover the most fun event of them all, the Royal Rumble. Me, Ryan, Jose, our friend AJ, the man is coming back. We're going to preview that on Thursday. And then we're back on Friday with a brand new tweet cap where we will go over the crazy news stories of this insane week. And we will, that'll be our, our last tweet cap already in the month of January. So we will make sure it is a great one where we talk about Oscar nominations and other insane fun stuff that's taking place. There will be lots to get into. So we have a very good rest of the week for you. Again, Royal Rumble tomorrow and then Friday with another tweet cap. And then, yeah. We'll be watching Championship Sunday this Sunday, and we'll go from there as we continue to create this great brand known as the Productive Nation, and we will continue to put out great content for the greatest fans and listeners in the world that is the fans of the Productive Nation. So yeah, we'll see you tomorrow with it. I just want to first thank Magic Mind for sponsoring this episode today. I want to thank Alex Jesus and Nico Nocera for what they do behind the scenes. Thank you to Hayden Nather, who was on the show with me today to talk all things football. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for supporting us no matter what and being the very best fan base a podcast can ask for. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast, and I will see you tomorrow. 
Until then, have a wonderful day. Much love, everybody. And don't forget to check in on your friends and family. Peace!